Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. 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 (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so grateful. I am so thankful. We are so blessed. So grateful to join together with you right now. I'm Jennifer Hadley and I love to pray because I know that prayer is that communion with spirit that is life-changing and so powerful. I know the power of prayer, and I am grateful to pray with you right now. So I place my hand on my heart, and I take this breath of love and gratitude. Gratefully and thankfully, we open ourselves to the higher Holy Spirit self, the wisdom of true love, true peace, and understanding. We are grateful and thankful to give ourselves permission to remember our true identity. We are opening ourselves to infinite love, divine intelligence leading us and guiding us. We are turning away from the ego. We are training our mind to be at peace. We're opening ourselves to infinite love, divine intelligence, freely, freely expressing in our awareness. We are grateful and thankful to know the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes. So I'm just back from the Easter conference out in Utah with Jimmy Twyman and John Mundy and David Hoffmeister and Lisa Natoli, Bill Free, Vicky Poppy and uh, Kimberly Cartwright and Rod, I can't think of his last name, <laughs> and Tony Ponicello and more. So grateful to have the opportunity to be with them, many of whom are dear friends to me now. And, um, yeah, it was just lovely. Uh, I also had the great, great pleasure of being with so many folks who are in Masterful Living with me or have been and folks who have been in Finding Freedom. And it's just a, a wonderful opportunity to gather together. And so... <clears throat> I will point you towards uh, the Easter, not Easter, the, it's a winter conference in San Francisco next year, 2018, and uh, you can find the information at acim.news, acim.news, and what's important to note there is that um, there's about 30 speakers at the conference. And Power of Love Ministry has bought discount tickets, and we're selling them at a discount. And we also do payment plans. So if you'd like to join me and these same teachers that I just mentioned and more in San Francisco next February, please do. 
uh, come along. It's just a wonderful opportunity to join together and have fun with spiritual friends. And I, I know it'll be delightful to be in San Francisco. And uh, I am going to intend to go early and maybe stay late and do some counseling sessions if people are interested. So, yes. Uh, and... Oh, so much is going on. I'm getting ready to do another Living a Course in Miracles series. And uh, so far I know we have John Mundy and Lisa Natoli and Gary Renard and uh, myself. And uh, uh, there's going to be one more teacher. I'm not going to announce that yet. So um, that will be coming up in mid-May, later May, mid-May. And I'm also going to be doing my spiritual counseling training intensive in June, in June, mid-June, well, later June, the 19th to the 25th, uh, in uh, near Albany, New York, is where it looks like we're going to be doing that. So uh, those are just some announcements. So excited to have had this wonderful transformational Easter weekend, so I'm riding that wave. And... Spirit guided me for our uh, episode today to talk about when feelings are helpful. It's so interesting. I've been thinking about this uh, a great deal, and um, I, as I often do, uh, I'll just take the book and open it and see where Spirit sends me. And um, so I got sent to Chapter 4 in the text, section four. And uh, we're going to start with paragraph eight, because that's where I I got sent to. And uh, talking about feelings and the right use of judgment. And I'd like to preface it with uh, something. A number of people lately have been asking me about the science of mind teachings, which I studied for many years, uh, nine years to be, uh, in fact, or you could say even longer, because uh, as part of the agape community, uh, they're they're based in the Ernest Holmes teachings. They used to be part of what are now the Centers for Spiritual Living. They're the religious science, science of mind teachings of Ernest Holmes, and uh, which for me was a, a wonderful introduction to new thought and then i got very interested in the foundations of new thought so phineas quimby and um even swedenborg uh some of those folks uh and Ernest Holmes, I think, made a very helpful distinction when it comes to feelings. He distinguishes between emotions and feelings. And, you know, one of the things about the Course in Miracles teachings is there are a number of words that Jesus uses in the Course that he uses differently than uh, is commonly understood. And I think one of the reasons he does this is to get us to pay closer attention to our use of words. And uh, one of the things he tells us is that words are but symbols of symbols. And so uh, 
everything in this world is symbolic and words are symbolic of the things of this world generally and so symbols of symbols that's what words are so we can often misinterpret words one of the things for me is i have a practice of um I do a lot of work on email, as you might imagine, tremendous amounts of email, working with my staff and the students in my classes, lots and lots of email, and of course I write a daily blog. But I have a practice, uh, I don't do any spiritual counseling by email. Some people uh, sometimes ask me to answer lots of questions by email, and I, I don't do it because it's... Um, Email, I find, is not a good way for me to communicate. It just feels so far removed. Uh, and it's so easy to misinterpret what someone has written down in an email. And uh, I've had a couple of occasions when someone took great offense to what I said. Um, I remember once I hired someone to um, do some uh, uh, work on a project with me, and I had made a request of them by email, and um, I started to notice that it seemed that our relationship now was not so um, clean and clear. I started to feel like, oh, there was some kind of attitude or resistance or something going on in our back and forth emails about the work we were doing. And um, so I just said, hey, is something bothering you? Uh, And I got back this long tirade about how offensive I was and um, it was years ago and what I recall is that it was they had been offended by a request that I had made and because they had taken it as though I was saying uh, that they were stupid and they didn't know what they were doing and because of that I had to make this request that was so obvious that anyone would know to do that. And how dare I assume that they wouldn't know to do that as part of this process. And of course, in my training as a practitioner, science of my practitioner and a minister, and uh, in A Course of Miracles, purification of my own mind, I knew that this was pure projection because I knew for sure I did not think they were an idiot or stupid or that they wouldn't know those things. In fact, uh, my experience has told me that one of the biggest challenges people have in working with me is I do not clearly delineate and articulate exactly what it is I already know about the project or what I would like. And I too often forget that we're not all reading each other's minds. I forget that people can't read my mind, that I need to write things down or articulate them. And so it's interesting. What's that? Oh. (laughs) Um, It's interesting to me that I, so in this instance, um, they were so angry with me. And so I don't normally respond to things like that by email, but 
Spirit guided me to in that moment. And so I just said something like, I am so sorry that you interpreted what I said to mean that I did not think you were smart enough or intelligent enough or experienced enough to know what I was thinking or what I would like. And I said, I just wonder, have you ever known me to in any way speak down to you or patronize you or be unkind to you or have you ever felt that I had an, an intention to belittle you or be hurtful towards you? Because I, I would like to know about that. And they said, no, no, I've never experienced that with you. And so I said, so when I communicated those um, request to you what did what did you think what do you think my intention was and they said well I don't really know don't really know I said don't but consider like can you feel what my intention was and then they realized oh your intention was just to communicate the things that you knew about the project I said yeah I think that's pretty pretty good interpretation of what I was feeling and thinking at that moment. Um, so, uh, and then I said, if, if you've never experienced me as belittling you or patronizing you or disrespecting you, what caused in this moment for you to interpret things in that way this time? You see, and then we we could have a clearer communication, and then they were able to realize that it wasn't something I said or did. It was their interpretation, which was their projection, their perception, which really had nothing to do with me. It has to do with their history. And um, I've had that kind of an experience a couple of times where people interpreted something I said to mean something entirely different than what I intended. And one of the ways that we can know what is actually going on and transpiring in the moment is to look at our feelings Versus our emotions. So going back to what I was saying at the beginning of this, funny how spirit leads me in these circles. It's in the middle of this, I'm thinking, what does that have to do with feelings and emotions? And spirit's like, just keep going. You'll find out. So I'm like, okay, I will keep going. <laughs> so um, in the emotional response that this person had, right? I'll just say it was Nancy, okay? Um, though I, my, some of my favorite people on the planet are Nancy's and not reactive like that. But anyway, um, let's just say Nancy. Uh, um, so let's say Nancy had all this emotional reaction, which was the past, you know? That's what emotions are usually. It's, it's the ego perception. It's the ego projection. That's all the emotion. So if we think of emotions as being anger and resentment and hurt 
and feeling uh, guilty and ashamed. And uh, emotion is uh, when we feel uh, jealous and um, bereft and grieving. It's those kinds of things, emotions. And we could even say happy. Okay, now I, I'm going to um, just say that A Course in Miracles set, talks about being the happy learner, now, and um, which is wonderful. Uh, Ernest Holmes, all these things that I've just named are emotions. What are feelings? Feelings are, for instance, when I asked Nancy, can you just tune in for a moment and consider what was my intention when I communicated to you? Then Nancy turned within. And she was able to because we share the same mind. And there is no past, present, or future. I mean, there's only the present. There's no past or future. There's just the now. In that tuning within, she could actually connect to my intention when I wrote that email with those instructions, and she could feel it. She could feel the vibration of my intention because the field, the field of the one mind is omnipresent, omniactive. It's always happening now. And this is such an important gift for us to recognize and to value that In the present moment now, we can even go back to when Jesus was on the cross, nailed to the cross, and just tune into what was in his awareness at that time. We can if we wish to. And uh, many people will read from the Akashic Records of um, past, future, the imprints of the emotions, the intentions, the awareness, the perceptions, the projections. It's all omnipresent. It's all in the present moment because we share the same mind. And so our feelings are, I feel joyful. Emotions are things, this is, this is what I got from Ernest Holmes that I find very, very helpful. But again, it is a little bit different from A Course in Miracles, but you may find it helpful too. So if we think of emotions as things that are like clouds in the sky of our awareness passing through. So that shame, that feeling of shame is the direct result of thinking a thought that's not true. Like, I should be different. I'm not good enough. Something's wrong with me. I'm bad. I'm defective. <clears throat> but that shame is an emotion. It's not permanent, and it's not a spiritual quality. But the f- and, and happiness. I'm so happy you made me dinner. I'm so happy because I really wanted you to make me dinner and this dinner means that you love me or you care about me or I'm important to you. But I could feel happy because you're making me dinner because you're trying to get me to do something and I see, aha, I've got you on the hook now. I could feel happy about that, you see. But that's not a spiritual experience of... More peace, more love, more joy. 
However, I can feel the joy of God. I can feel the peace of God. I can feel the holiness and the wholeness of God. I can feel abundant and prosperous. It's not an emotion. It's a spiritual quality. These are all spiritual qualities. All aspects of that pure diamond that is love. They're facets of the love diamond that is the kingdom within. So love, joy, peace, harmony, freedom, wisdom, clarity, purity, uh, did I say joy, abundance, prosperity, wholeness. These are all facets of that love diamond that is the kingdom within our heart. So when we seek the kingdom first, if that's our, our number one priority, then all of these spiritual qualities are now, part of our awareness, they've always been omnipresent, omniactive, always available to us. But if our attention isn't on them, if our awareness isn't including them, we're not going to be noticing them, expressing them, because where's our attention? Or where's our awareness focused? It's on, I don't like this, I don't, this isn't good, this is bad, this should be different, this is wrong, this is not right, this is what's right, this is not right, and making meaning and interpretations, perceptions and projections about everything, right? Of course, Miracles Lesson 190 tells us pain is a wrong perspective. Wrong perspective. We're not looking from the place of the kingdom when we're in pain. When we're in pain, we are standing in our mind Outside of the kingdom. We're in lack and limitation. That's where the pain comes from. It comes from the sense of the belief in lack and limitation. That's the root cause of all pain and suffering. Is feeling that we are disconnected from the kingdom. From the source. From our creator. We're separate from God. So... I find that this distinction between emotions and feelings extremely helpful. So the, in the example of, let's say, Nancy, she was very emotional when her interpretation of what I requested of her was that she was such an idiot that she wouldn't already know that. She was so inexperienced or so uncaring that I had to actually ask her for what I was interested in getting that she wouldn't already know that because she was stupid because she was inexperienced because she wasn't professional i didn't have any of those thoughts i'm training my mind uh, my uh, my professional um approach to be more articulate because the complaints from my staff are i don't really understand what you want here you haven't really articulated it and then i go oh you're right i just said i need a flyer for this but i haven't said what's the flyer you know what 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 do i wish to put on the flyer what do i wish to leave out do i wish to have this picture or that picture and what what's that the the word what are the words what are the order what's the importance uh, there's so many things i leave off right so i'm learning to articulate more and be more clear and um and nancy took that to mean that um i thought she was an idiot that thought never even occurred to me, of course. So, 
she was very emotional because of her projections, because of her interpretation, because of the meaning she made of it. And she did all of that without having any sense of, does my reaction, which is so unpleasant to me, actually fit with my previous experience of Jennifer? Right, Her spiritual practice didn't include being able to go within and say, okay, I'm upset. Maybe it's my perception. Maybe it's my projection. Now, of course, as Course in Miracles students, we know it's always our projection. But you would be surprised how often I get an email from someone who's been a 20-year course student who will tell me, I'm so angry that you did this or you did that. And it's my fault that they're angry in their perception. Even though they've been studying A Course in Miracles for 25 years or 10 years, longer than me, they're still thinking that their upset is my fault. So this is Course in Miracles 101, Perception and Projection. And the distinction between emotions and feelings is really helpful. But you see, when I asked Nancy to just go within, tune into the infinite field, and see if she could feel or connect with or open her awareness to, I think feeling is is, is is that these are synonymous in a sense. Open our awareness to feeling, connect to, become aware of, uh, recognize, recognize. Uh, what was my intention when I wrote those words? When she did that, she was able to see, oh, I, I didn't have any intention around being dismissive or disrespectful to her, or thinking she was an idiot. And we can all do this. We can all do this. I, I have a lot more to share, and we are fine. We, we will get to the passage in the text that, that Spirit showed me and got me started on this. So um, we're laying the groundwork here for that. And um, uh, I have some uh, exciting news. We're doing something new. We're doing something new, and I'm so grateful for that. So uh, one of the things we're doing is inspirational text messages, inspirational text messages, and even uh, course text messages that are inspirational. Uh, and you can sign up for them. They are totally free. I will tell you about that when we come back from the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we are walking the talk, and we are rising in joy together. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So we're talking about emotions and feeling. And 
Oh, I would text and messages. That's right. So if you would like to receive free daily A Course in Miracles inspiration, if you text, I'm going to give you a number, or rather a word to text to a number. And if you do that, then you'll be, you can get signed up for it just right from your cell phone. So if you text the word miracles to 35227, the word miracles to 35227, then uh, we'll start sending you a, day, a once a day Course of Miracles quote, some of my favorite quotes. And um, if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com, uh, or rather acimtexts.com, acimtexts.com, you can sign up for other kinds of text messages. So daily inspiration from me. And then I also uh, occasionally have special offers, um, uh, discount prices, just occasionally. And then um, if you are in class with me, if you're in Masterful Living, if you're in Finding Freedom, we're going to be doing the, the Living Course of Miracles. Or if you sign up for one of my free classes and you'd like a class reminder, ooh, class is starting in 10 minutes, you can uh, get those class reminders as well. Of course, you would only get the reminders if you were in class with me. And, uh, and then even the radio show, the broadcast, uh, we'll, we can send you a, a reminder of, hey, we're about to go on the air. And, um, uh, so that's, yeah, that's what we're up to. More to come. And you can sign up for all of those, uh, at, uh, livingacourseofmiracles.com, jenniferhadley.com, but at acimtexts.com, acimtexts.com. And won't you please, if you see it posted at Facebook or anything that I'm sharing, all the free stuff at Facebook, won't you like it? Won't you share it? Because then even just your simple like will mean that Facebook says, oh, people like this. Uh, we'll share it with more people. It's much appreciated. And speaking of that, if you get the um, podcast of this radio show at Stitcher or at iTunes, if you go and write a review there, then iTunes and Stitcher will uh, show it to more people if you write a review. So please do that um, if it if you value this radio show. Okay, back to feelings and emotions. Feelings and emotions. So, what I have found is recognizing this distinction between feelings and emotions has really helped me to recognize these emotions are of the ego, these feelings are of the spirit. And um, many, many times I have worked with someone who is really upset, hurt, offended, angered, uh, jealous, uh, guilty, ashamed, all these kinds of really intense emotional upset by something someone did or did not do, just like Nancy that I was talking about before. And when I ask them, I say, okay, I get that you feel really, really hurt that this person did this to you. I understand that's your way of looking at it. Now, let's just pause here. I'm going to invite you to take some deep breaths, 
Put your hand on your heart, maybe the other hand on your belly. A few more deep breaths. And now let's connect to the infinite field of pure love, wisdom, intelligence. The one mind that we all share. And let's just go back in time to the energetic of that moment when that person did that thing or said that thing or didn't do that thing, made the choice not to do it. What was really going on there? And why really is this so upsetting to you? What is the the old pattern that's become now very aware in your mind or very um, obvious in your mind what's the old belief the old pattern that's now up for healing and people can go right to it even people who were two minutes ago completely in denial this has nothing to do with me this is them they're so disrespectful they don't care about me they have their you know just just stupid, stupid, you know, all these things, then they can connect right to it and realize this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with them. And what I have found in most instances, people can come to some true empathy or true compassion. Of course, miracles would call it empathy. I prefer to call it compassion, which is loving understanding. And we can feel how we can be helpful to them by changing our mind. We can feel what their intention was. It's not pure mental. It's really in the heart. And so by having this distinction between emotions and feelings and connecting to the infinite mind to feel or discern true discernment, Course in Miracles would say, what's really going on, then we can recognize the cry for love and have compassion for it, but not be dysfunctional. Say, oh, in that moment, their choice was to um, misinterpret what I was saying and then to blame their upset on me. And I can have loving understanding for that and say, hey, look, I think you're misinterpreting what I'm, I'm feeling. I had no, I had no thought about that at all. I never had one thought for one second that you weren't good enough or you were stupid or bad or wrong. Um, I was just thinking it's my job to articulate these things, for instance, with Nancy. And then Nancy went, oh, wow. And for a moment, you know, Nancy wanted to say, um, oh, I think this is, no, I think you're, you're not being truthful here. Uh, I think really this is about you. And I'm not feeling upset at all. I don't need to convince her. So just saying, well, just if you tune in, are you willing to tune in? She was willing to tune in. Most people are. When they do, they realize it's not about anyone but themselves. That's what their upset is. Now, uh, uh, you know, sometimes people, their behavior is disrespectful. Sometimes they're, they are being mean and their intention is to undermine or to um, ignore or whatever it might be. 
But we are not upset because of how other people are behaving. We're upset because of our interpretation of it. So our feelings can help us come back to our right mind. Now, in the text, right? In the text here, we're, we're looking at section, uh, chapter four, section four. And if we go to paragraph, um, well, you know what? I'm going to back it up here because I just love, it's, it's the section, this need not be. Okay. And, um, it says in paragraph three, when you are sad, no, this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide otherwise. And I'm not going to go into this in too much depth because I've done that in other broadcasts, but... This, uh, this to me is the most memorable thing that the Course has to say about depression. When you are sad, know this need not be. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide otherwise. And depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. You see, and it's something you think you want and something you think you do not have. The kingdom is pre-installed. So when we seek the kingdom first, then we're tapping into the infinite field of joy. Everything is added unto us. But when our interpretation is that we're deprived of something, then we're going to feel depressed. Deprivation, depression. So the next, the next one here, number four, when you are anxious, realize that anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego and know this need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictate as for them. So when we're upset, we're vigilant for the ego's dictates in the sense that we're believing what the ego is trying to convince us of. The ego is saying, Based on the experience of the past, this behavior that Jennifer's doing to me is offensive. She's belittling me. She's ignoring me. She's disrespecting me. Based on my experience, this is what I know. But then when I connect with that person, they realize, oh my God, no, not at all. I I, I, I once had someone working for me. And said, oh my God, you used to push my buttons all the time. And I said, really? How was I pushing your buttons? And, and they said, because, I'll just, let's call him Dave. He said, because you were always calling me to stand in my power. And how I related to you and how I conversed with you and how we interacted. You were always calling me to stand in my power, to stand in my magnificence, to stand in my wisdom. And I, didn't want to do that. I didn't want to take responsibility for my thoughts and my feelings. I wanted to be able to blame other people and you were always calling me to stand in my power and it kept pushing my buttons. And I didn't even know that was going on. And I said, so so how did, how did you turn that ship around? And 
he said, I finally decided to stand in my power. And then you didn't push my buttons anymore. And that's how I realized it had nothing to do with you. It was totally me. It was totally me. So, when we feel emotionally upset, that's our spiritual nature saying, Oh, let that go. Let that interpretation go. Let that pattern go. Let that meaning go. Let it all go. Enough. Enough. That's why we're upset. Because we are allowing ourselves to be led by the ego instead of the spirit. So then the next one is, and this is paragraph five, when you feel guilty, remember that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not. You see, this is so important for us. No matter how much, like let's say we have misinterpreted everything in our marriage for the last 40 years. Every single moment was a misinterpretation. The ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not. Because you are not the ego. Let my people go. That's what I said at the Easter retreat. We were talking about crucifixion and resurrection, and I wrote an email about that yesterday, if you saw that. So, when you feel guilty, remember that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not. Leave the sins of the ego to me. Just lay them on the altar, give them to Jesus. That is what atonement is for. But until you change your mind about those whom your ego has hurt, the atonement cannot release you. While you feel guilty, your ego is in command, because only the ego can experience guilt. This need not be. And then watch your mind for the temptations of the ego and do not be deceived by it. It offers you nothing. When you have given up this voluntary dispiriting you will see how your mind can focus and rise above the fatigue and heal. Yet you are not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage yourself. This need not be. Here's the thing. If you're having a lot of emotional upsets, you, it, you just keep partnering up with the Holy Spirit. Just keep giving it all to the Holy Spirit. I don't need... I'm not interested in being upset anymore. I'm interested in being unbotherable, not because I'm inured to my feelings, but because I am not buying into these ego thoughts anymore. I'm just not, that's why the practice for me has been so powerful in transforming my mind. Just keep giving everything I don't want to the Holy Spirit. I don't need this anymore. Oh, don't want that one anymore. This thought, no, thank you. This upset, no, thank you. Imagine that you could, if your house was filled with clutter and you were a hoarder and you had stacks of magazines, newspapers, and trash and even if you were an actual physical hoarder, you could do the same thing. You just look at everything and say, Holy Spirit, everything in this house I do not need, I give to you now. Take it from me. 
You see, it strikes terror in the heart of the ego. I need my righteous anger. I need that guilt. Oh, I've been motivated by shame for years. Without that, what will I do? If I didn't think I was bad, I wouldn't even get out of bed in the morning. I get out of bed every morning to prove how good I am. Just give it to the Holy Spirit anyway. Only the ego can feel that kind of terror. Give all the terror to the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Into the home stretch here. <laughs> Have you really considered, this is paragraph 8, how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many of them you have refused? Let's just think about that for a moment. I know for myself, there have been millions of times I could have been so loving and had such a different experience, felt so good about myself and been such a beneficial presence to others, but I chose the ego. Right? So now I can throw my head back and laugh at that. OMG. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't believe how many opportunities to heal my mind I passed over. So it says, there is no limit to the power of a son of God, but he can limit the expression of his power as much as he chooses. Right? So I was talking about Dave. He kept limiting his power. And he, he was upset by me because I was calling him into his power. Calling and calling and calling. I like to work with people who are willing to feel empowered. Maybe they're not there yet, but they're willing. I don't wish to trigger anybody, push their buttons. No, 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 no. Definitely don't experience that with people. Ugh. Um, but I don't need to judge it. I just, uh, it's, I've just had so much experience with that, as we all have. Now it says here, your mind and mine can unite in shining your ego away. I love that. Releasing the strength of God into everything you think and do. Yes! Let's say a big yes to letting Jesus Join with us, shining our ego away, releasing the strength of God into everything and do. He tells us, do not settle for anything less than this and refuse to accept anything but this as your goal. Watch your mind carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and step away from them. <laughs> I, I always think of um, Shakespeare's uh, prince in the early part of uh, Romeo and Juliet when the Capulets and the Montagues are fighting in the village square and the prince comes in and says, throw your mistempered weapons to the ground, right? All that fighting, the angry words and thoughts, just throw them on the ground. Get them out of your hands. Give them away. To say, oh, I'm taking my mind off of these thoughts. Holy Spirit, come get them. I'm not interested in them anymore. It says here now, watch your mind carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and step away from them. Right? Put your weapon on the ground and step away. Right? <laughs> That's it. 
Judge how well you have done this by your own feelings, for this is the one right use of judgment. This is the one right use of judgment, to notice how you feel. If you're not at peace, you must have chosen wrongly, right? The end of chapter 5, 90 in my text. I must have chosen wrongly because I am not at peace. Right? And we can give all the consequences to the Holy Spirit for healing. It says, judgment, like any other defense, can be used to attack or to protect, to hurt or to heal. The ego should be brought to judgment and found wanting there. Without your own allegiance, protection, and love, the ego cannot exist. Let it be judged Truly, and you must withdraw allegiance, protection, and love from it. So that's it. If you had someone in your life, not a person actually, but some kind of a a device in your home, that every time you walked in the room, it threw something at you and hit you in the head, hit you in the heart, and bruised you. It threw mud at you. And, and, um, dung, right? Feces, trash, garbage. And it was every time you walked in the room, it did that. Would you not say, let's get this thing out of our house? I don't, I don't want this in my house anymore. Holy Spirit, take it out of my house. We can do that with the ego. Cause that's what the ego is. It's just always gonna throw dung at us. It's always going to throw garbage at us. It's always going to hit us hard with something in the head or the heart that hurts and leaves a big bruise. There's no benefit to keeping all that stuff around, right? Unless we think we need it because it's our identity. And when we feel afraid to let things go, which is a very common experience for spiritual students. When we feel afraid to let things go, it's because we're identified with them. And when we feel that fear about changing our life, about changing our mind, when we feel that, that's a great indicator that our higher Holy Spirit self is rising. A breakthrough is upon us. And we just give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. You are a mirror of truth in which God himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass you need but say, I will not look there because I know these images are not true. Then let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. The Holy Spirit's mind shone on you in your creation. God's mind shone in you, in your, on you, in your creation and brought your mind into being. God's mind still shines on you and must shine through you. Your ego cannot prevent God from shining on you, but it can prevent you from letting God shine through you. 
The first coming of Christ is merely another name for the creation, for Christ is the Son of God. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule and the healing of the mind. I was created like you in the first, and I have called you to join with me in the second. I am in charge of the second coming, and my judgment, which is used only for protection, cannot be wrong because it never attacks. Yours may be so distorted that you believe I was mistaken in choosing you. I assure you, this is a mistake of your ego. Do not mistake it for humility. Your ego is trying to convince you that it is real and I am not. Because if I am real, I am no more real than you are. And I assure you that it is knowledge. means that Christ has come into your mind and healed it. So let's accept that for ourselves. Let us be discerning. Of our emotions and our feelings. And let us learn to trust our feelings as spiritual insight. And let the emotions teach us where our attention is. And where our identification is. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So grateful to join with you. I uh, I hope you enjoy the inspirational text messages that are coming forth. And um, Living a Course in Miracles will be happening next month. And you can still get my um, Eliminate Your Patterns of Pain free class at jenniferhadley.com. The Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, uh, June 19th to 25th in um, near Albany and New York. Uh, I'll be giving details about that later this week. And gosh, there's so much more, but that's all I'm going to share right now. And uh, oh, I, I'm asking for a volunteer to help with a project involving uh, Course in Miracles study groups, a Course in Miracles teachers. Um, if you're interested in volunteering to work on that project with me, please email admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. So we are grateful and thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the higher Holy Spirit self. We are grateful and thankful to recognize the truth of our being is pure love now and forever. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We seek the kingdom first and allow everything to be added unto us. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.jenniferhadley.com. 
While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.